Right, good evening everyone, welcome back to the ME7 podcast, not going to be the most upbeat of episodes today, understandably, Gillingham's horrible, horrible record at Walsall continues as the duels under the shootage of Keith Midden go down by four goals to one, and the uh, away, away form, which hasn't been too uh, too great in recent weeks, continues to go on a slightly downward uh, trajectory at this moment in time, which is of course massively concerning. Um I will caveat before I go any further. I wasn't able to watch the game today. I played my own game. Um, we won 2-1 for anyone wondering. Didn't score, but you do what you do. And uh, yeah, I have only been able to see the goals back. So um, in terms of my analysis, I'm not going to be as on it as usual. Obviously, I've not seen all, all the whole game, only just seeing the goals. Um, Matt, I'll bring you in. I'm very much hoping that you watch the game or you listen to the game. So I watched the whole first half, right. uh, and I and I had to listen to the second that, half. That, that will do. Uh, That's much game. better than me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give us your um, thoughts. Oh, oh, just oh. Uh, we, I, I'll put it in our group chat, and I'm going to say exactly the same thing. We look leaderless. Very simply put, we look leaderless today. Um, you know, Walsall are no offence to them, but I, I don't think they're going to be up there at the end of the league uh, at the end of the season. But we made them look like you know potential Jet League winners today. I just, I just think we were poor, and and and, and um, I you know uh, as as much as I, I there were some there were a couple of good individual performances. I will say I, I feel from what I've seen, you know, from what I saw, there was a couple of really good individual performances and. In the first half, but but in that second half we were just so poor, and I just I, I don't I, I I I can't see what direction this club is going in at the moment. And for those of you that know me, you know that I I believe we're going to beat you know Man United seven 0 if we if we were playing them. But I, I at the moment I can't see us going up this year. If if we're going to play like that, if you know, I know it's only a couple of bad games we've had, but. I just, there just seems to be nothing going forward at the moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm conscious myself not to get too um, negative, if you like. Obviously, it's uh, my thoughts on Neil Harris saga. We've, we've gone over that, you know, multiple, multiple, multiple times. Don't need to revisit it again. Um, but obviously, we had our first game under Keith last week and we, we won 2 1, albeit we were gifted both goals, but still we got the result done. Um, the game against Portsmouth, I don't think we really need to take into consideration too much. I don't, we can see five goals, but then you look at the players that were coming on, lots of kids, lots of debuts, things like that. And it's a competition that no one's really that interested in anyway. But yeah, this this game, I, I thought beforehand, it was a game that represented a good opportunity to get the away, away record back on track and to, you know, continue on as we were at the start of the season where although we were already winning on 1-0, we were picking up mul- uh, multiple points away from home and that was a much better standard than we were setting ourselves last year when we couldn't run away games at all. And it seems we've hit a bit of a slump on the road. Defeats the Doncaster crew today as well. Grinsby earlier on in the season. And we just need to, you know, get that stability back. And that, that will come when we get a new manager. Who it's going to be, we don't know. But at this moment in time, uh, Matt, let's say usually when you when you suck a manager, you want the, the time between appointments to be as less as possible. But at the same time, you have to make sure you get the right person and not just appoint anyone just for the sake of not wasting time or whatever else. But you do get the feeling that, um, you know, the last couple of results post-Harris, I know we beat NK Dons, but 
you, you know, we, we got through it, if you like. Gifted two goals, as I said. Obviously, a heavy defeat tonight. Um, it, it just makes it even more important, really, doesn't it, that we, we have someone in place, hopefully, by the game on Saturday. Because, obviously, it's not, you know, if, if, when you bring in a new manager, you like to have, a, on paper, a home game against a team struggling down the bottom just to try and give them the best chance of getting an early start and kicking on with three points. But look, we're, we're going to be bringing in a manager if we do appoint someone next week, regardless of who it is, into uh, an incredibly, incredibly tough game against MK Dons. I know they lost 4-1 at home today, but they're still going to be well up there. I've tipped them early on in the season to win the title. So obviously it's going to be a, a, a massive, massive game and an opportunity in front of our home fans where we've been generally very good this season to start the new era, if you like, in, in a positive fashion. But to do that, it's imperative we bring someone in in time for that game. Tuesday. Um, if any later than Tuesday, I think the game's lost already because um, you're not going to give the manager enough time to be able to come in and, and, and train the players. Look, I mean, you tell me I'm wrong by all means, but I just think, um, you know, we, we've got to, at least by by sort of midday Tuesday of an hour, or evening Tuesday and announce the manager, but give the give the manager the time to introduce himself to the players on Tuesday, so he can start training on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, get the get his squad ready, have a three days good days to look at the players. If it's any later than that, I, I honestly I fear for what's going to happen on uh, Saturday. Yeah, I think there's a general general consensus. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that we have something by next week. Um, Preferably by by the time you said Matt Tuesday, maybe even Monday, if we're lucky, just because you know we could announce someone on Friday, although it's before the game, they're not going to have any time to adjust or get used to the team or anything like that. So it's imperative they get the time to to get to know everyone involved and to um yeah have us in the best possible shape, albeit only in a week's amount amount of time to attack that Notts County game with a rejuvenated um mindset, if you like, and. Uh, we are going to be without Shadogi for that game. We'll come on to that a bit later. Um, very disappointed. I didn't see the challenge. I don't know what he got booked for. But to get booked to the 96th minute with you know, when, with your team 4-1 down, knowing that one more booking will, will take you out of a, a big, big game next week is uh, really disappointing. But I suppose on the flip side, the positive is Ethan Coleman didn't get booked. And so he's, he's going to be fine and available. And the only other positive I can think of is um, Macaulay Bond getting on the score sheet again. It's three goals in four games, which is a big positive for him. I'm glad to see his... Um, Getting into that goal scoring habit, although it's you know it's not something people are going to talk about and really rightly so considering the result because that takes precedence. But I suppose we call it getting back on the back on the score sheet is a, is another big positive. Um, but yeah, but let's um, let's dive into the game today. Um, I annoyingly we uh, we kicked off our game at half two, so I tried to sub myself off at half time just to sort of get a bit of the game on the get a bit of the game on the phone, but due to not having many players, I had to play 90 minutes, which is a shame. But um, yeah, the team that uh, Millen went with was Jake Turner, Rob McKenzie, Conor Marston, Shad Ogie, Max Clark, um, two players in on that, that front, being McKenzie and, McCl- and Clark, which we expected with um, Alexander being on uh, St. Lucia duty in, in the internationals. Obviously, Scott Malone suspended for today's game. Then a uh, flat fourth, Conor Mahoney, Ethan Coleman, a returning Sean Williams, Dom Jeffries, and then a pairing of Macaulay Bond and uh, Tom Nichols. So in terms of the team we we all spoke about on Thursday, I think everyone had Jaden Clark uh, in in the starting eleven, and obviously it's 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 something you can you can point out and say you know Sean Williams hasn't played in the last couple of games, and he's, he's straight back in when we looked probably quite more dynamic with having Jeffries in there alongside Coleman and having, having that wide threat of Jaden Clark. But 
the experience of Sean, I can get why Keith Keith went for him, and um, yeah, didn't have the uh, the uh, well the I suppose I, I don't know how to say it without being a bit harsh on him, but the desired effect I suppose from having uh, having Sean in there today. Uh, again, from what I understand, didn't watch the game. Uh, some of the highlights didn't seem like he had his, his best afternoon, Sean. But um, Matt, give us your Overall thoughts at two o'clock when you first saw the team sheet because I think on paper, although we we make the argument about Jane Clark starting, it looked like it was a team that was, especially with a strong bench as well with John Williams and uh, Lapsley returning to it. It looked like a team on paper. We have to stress on paper because it's not played on paper. That looked like it was capable of uh, going out there today and getting a positive result. It didn't turn out that way, but when you saw the team sheet, that was probably good good reason for optimism. Yeah, I was really happy, obviously, looking at the team sheet. I thought it was quite a nice, strong lineup. Obviously, we knew Shea was not going to be there. We knew um, Scott Malone obviously wasn't going to be there. Um, but, you know, you've got Robbie McKenzie, who's uh, a really good substitute for, for Shea, I think. And I, Max Clark, obviously, he won the league last year. And we got, you know, get, got a good chance to see what he was like actually playing in a league game today. Um, so, yeah, again, another good uh, swap out. Um yeah, I was I was really happy with the with the team. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I, I we kind of set up in that um, that sort of four two three one formation with Nichols playing sort of just off of Bon. Um, I would have liked to see Nichols get up alongside Bon a bit more, but you know it is what it is. But you know, on paper, I said that was a really strong team. Uh, the bench obviously wasn't too bad either. Um, yeah, I was sort of thinking, you know, we're going to have, really have a go at them today and uh, we're going to sort of put them under pressure straight away, I thought, with that team. Yeah, I think the team, as you say, it gave everyone a lot of optimism and there was reasons to look at the team. We had the pairing of Bonham Nichols that's worked very well against MK Dons and, you know, we you look at it on paper and, again, it's not played on paper, but also understand had a few injuries as well, but uh, I listened to a pre-match interview. Donovan Daniels is one of them, but he played for them today, so obviously it wasn't that bad. And yeah, it still, it still just looked a team that that was capable of getting a result. And against the Walsall side, you know, with all due respect, not in the best of form, just lost four 0 But it, it does seem to be a habit, doesn't it, Matt? That whenever we play a team who's maybe not won a game, not scored in a few games, desperately needs a result, it, it's, it's where the term um, "generous Gillingham is is probably probably born, isn't it? That. Whenever their team is in desperate need of something, um, we're probably the ideal game for them to have, and it's it's proved to be that way again, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, look, obviously they they conceded four goals last week, and uh, they obviously wanted to make sure they uh, they uh, undid that today. And yeah, generous Gillingham turned up and uh, gave them that those four goals. Um, look, I, I just feel um, I've said it once. I say it again. I just feel there there was something lacking on the pitch and it just seems to be that leadership. I'm not saying I'm not arguing saying it was necessarily the players. I'm not saying it was Keith on the side, although we're, I'm sure we'll talk about it later. His uh, sending off was very comical. Um, but yeah, as I said, it just when the game kicked off, you know, for the first, I think, sort of 15 minutes, we were okay, you know. Um, it was kind of quite an open game, but, but then slowly we just kind of started shutting off really sort of everyone just sort of started, started shutting off. And I'd say whether that was down to, I said, the uh, Keith's sending off or, or what, you know, I, I don't know. There was just something today that, I mean, we last week against MK Dons, there seemed to be a bit of passion on the pitch, whether it was because we were playing at home, you know, obviously 
everything was still raw in the players' mind. Keith, you know, would have had a full week with the players. Hopefully, he would have got them to have embedded in his ideas and what he wants to do. But just something today just wasn't there. Yeah, it did seem that way. But as, as you say, it did seem like we, we started the game relatively well. That There's a, a chance we had a free kick that bounced back off the post. There was a small chance for Nichols that was smothered pretty early. But uh, again, the, the away form is... is just the big concern at the moment, isn't it? It, it? For one reason or another, we don't really know why um, it's not really working too much. We look at our way games in terms of opposition. It's not exactly been the most, you know, I don't want to sound disrespectful to anyone, but not the most dangerous of opponents, I suppose you could say. Like on paper, you wouldn't expect us to, you know, really lose any of those games, really. Again, games not played on paper, but. I suppose when you're in that rut away from home, it is hard to get out of it, and you need just that one result to to get you back on track and to give you a, give you a reason to know that you're able to go away from home and and, and get results. And um, yeah, like you mentioned, Matt, the big incident was on a uh, 27 minutes. I'm watching it back here. Um, Keith Millen's uh, sending off. Um, so the ball goes towards uh, the byline, uh, not the byline, the halfway line to the dugout area where. Keith is standing um, after the ball was headed away by Shadow Gee for a free uh, a free kick, a throw in for Walsall. Shadow picks the ball, like, drops it back down, and looks like Max Clark himself is actually trying to come across and prevent the uh, the early throw in. But Keith, uh, I, I can't tell whether he's just trying to put his foot on the ball just to stop the ball from, from rolling, or whether he. I, I mean, I don't really think he'd someone of his experience would intentionally go to trip uh, the Walsall player. I don't really think that's his character. Someone who's been in the game for as long as he has, I want. I don't see why he would intentionally try and trip the Warsaw player. But you know, you can't deny. Looking back at it, he, he, he does catch him. He does trip him, and you know, intentional or not, you, you, you can't do that. And it's 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 rightfully a rightfully a red card for Keith. And that's just probably was a good indication as to how the rest of the game was going because we don't have a set manager in place, and then your interim manager gets a red card after half an hour. Is um, you know, we hadn't considered that point, but. Far from a from an ideal start, really, was it? No, it wasn't. I mean, obviously, I've watched it back a couple of times, and it it does look like a hundred percent at all times. His eyes are like like you expect a player. His eyes are on the ball. He, he's not looking at the player incoming. But yeah, he obviously goes to stop the ball, whatever, and does put the player up. And look, okay, the referee has to do what he has to do, and he, he's going to have to send him off in that. Situation and it's unfortunate, but yeah, I just feel that that was actually kind of almost the the sort of the turning point. Really, it was you know sort of him going. It, that's for me when the sort of the leadership on the pitch kind of sort of died. I don't know if say if you you guys uh, felt the same, of you listeners, but yeah, just it, it, it was a silly one. But yeah, I'd say I don't think it's intentional uh, whatsoever. But yeah, I, I believe he now misses next week as well. Actually, as well, so. You know, hope again. Let's hope we've got a manager in place then for next week. Yeah, I was about to say we'll miss next week. Keith obviously with the red card, but we're, we're hopeful that will be a, a bit of an irrelevancy if we do have a manager in the, in the building by then anyway. And then this is where it started to, um, I suppose, break down a little bit. Um, just a few minutes later, actually, on thirty-three minutes is when uh, Walsall took the lead. There's been a lot of um, inquest into this goal from Jules fans who, who watched the game. Um, watched it back again now. Um, it seems like. A, it's just really poor from 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 Sean initially. The ball bounces, doesn't get doesn't really get a grip of it. Sort of puts in a half challenge, doesn't really get anywhere near making it fully. And 
I don't want, I don't want to say from Sean Williams is is perspective it's it's a lack of interest or anything like that. Mahoney has a bite later and just doesn't quite get there. Sean tries to win it back and you know it's it's, it's a great finish after that from from Isaac Hutchinson. I believe it is someone who uh, has quite a good record against us. A player I like a lot, Isaac Hutchinson, and it's a uh, it's a wonderful finish from him into the into the far corner. No real chance for Turner, but there seems to be like a combination of Mahoney and William both trying to get the foot on the ball to stop it, but. It, it seems a bit like they've jumbled up together, got in each other's way a little bit, and it just becomes too easy for Hutchinson to get through, gets on the edge of the box. Williams, another uh, attempted challenge, doesn't get near the ball, misses it, and then Hutchinson just cuts, it, uh, just cuts back in, and it's it's a very good finish, we have to say, but as from a defensive point of view, it is very poor, and you, you can't allow the, the play to get to that point where he's able to, to go through, have a clear shot or go after you've just tried to make three or four challenges to get the ball back and not manage to do it. It's it's really poor defending, isn't it? It's just, you know, finish aside, for him to get to the position he was in towards that, to get to that shooting position, it's just far too easy, isn't it? Yeah, it was. It's almost a bit like um, sort of schoolboy football, I like to put it. You know, um, there was... Um... I'm gonna try, yeah, was it? It's Hutchison, isn't it? The, the guy that scored. Um, it was about 18 yards outside the box, if I, if I remember. And um, Sean Williams is, is coming behind him, but nobody's coming in in front of him. You know, he's you, you can't attack. So you can't defend from behind the player. You've got to be in front of the player to defend. I think it was um, it might have been Dom Jeffries try to 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 run around and get in front. But yeah, Sean, I don't know what it was for that sort of 10 minute period there, or sort of for that. With that one minute period he wasn't the Sean Williams that we're used to seeing was it really he, he, he didn't really sort of try and get the ball back as like he would normally if uh, you know potentially it was a a, a Priestfield Stadium but look uh, it was a poor goal to concede but it was a well taken finish you can't take that away you know to bend it in um, it was quite a tight angle uh, from what I remember on the replay um, sort of to, to, to bend it around the player there and, and to get it past uh uh, Turner in goal. Look, I'm, I'm I'm gutted because it just was such schoolboy defending. But I'm hoping we'll learn from these mistakes and we're we'll sooner rectify it. Yeah, certainly. Um, it's just a poor guy. It's very frustrating to watch back. And then um, not long after, it became two for Walsall. Um, great work again from Hutchinson. Uh, the, the ball goes up up in the air. There's sort of half challenge from Sean but again it's very very easy for the uh, for Drape I believe it is to hold off Williams get the ball down to Hutchinson who goes between Williams and McKenzie plays it back to Draper for a bit of an angle but it's a lovely finish uh, Jake Turner gets a little bit on it but not enough and uh, Draper was in there to make it 2-0 so that's the goal and assist for, for Hutchinson already obviously turned to a hat-trick and assist as we know but uh, again for it to happen so quickly after the first goal as well you, you sort of would like to think that after the initial errors for the first goal and how easy it was, you'd have a bit of a switch on mentality, a bit of a wake-up call, if you like, at that point, and to you know, make sure you're a lot tighter, a lot stronger than you were for the first goal to make sure it doesn't happen again. But really, Matt, this, this goal, you know, we spoke about how poor the first one wasn't defensively. This one's probably just as bad, really, isn't it? It's it's Williams again. It just doesn't really challenge for the ball in the air. We want to see a bit more commitment than that. And, you know, I don't want to turn this into a... You know, Sean Williams rank cast or anything because it isn't that. I've, I've seen some weird shouts about him today. Um, but I think short term memories, I suppose, in terms of how good he's been for the majority of this season when available. But 
it was a very poor day for him today. And McKenzie, again, doesn't cover himself in glory in terms of trying to close down Hutchinson. He goes through both of them very, very easily. And then the finish from, from Draper. Turner maybe should do better, but it looks like a good strike to me. He gets a save on it, but not enough to uh, divert it wide from goal as it uh, goes, deflects off Turner into the net. And at that point, like we said, Matt, another poorly conceded goal, but a very um, well-deserved at that point to no lead for the host. Yeah, obviously they uh, they did deserve to be two 0 up at that point because it was dodgy defending on our on our point. And and again, you're right. We don't want to turn this into a Sean Williams rank cast, but he just didn't have a great day today. Um, again, it was I think it was pretty poor from him. It was a, a a ball that was skied up in the air, and he lets his player get in front of him and gets get the first contact. Um, and then he manages to break between, say, uh, Williams and McKenzie, and then uh, yeah, the was it Draper who was um, out on the left. Obviously, he's managed to pick up all that space. You've got Conor Masterson standing in the middle uh, of the pitch. He's got to decide, does he go out and track the runner on the outside, which would have potentially prevented that goal. But had he had done that, um, uh, the other goal would have been straight through and then had an open goal. So you can't really blame either of the two centre-backs there. But yeah, I mean, they deserve to be 2-0, I think, 2-0 up at that point. Um, so we sort of pretty much just collapsed at that point. Yeah, certainly looked like a long day ahead at that point. There was a slight bit of hope in uh, the last five minutes and a half, and this sort of passage of play sort of just sums up, you know, when it's not your day, it's not your day. Uh, free kick played in, Bond heads it across the nickels, back to Bond, he's head on target. It's a good save from the keeper, rebounds here and there and everywhere, pinball football, back in from Ogie, turn and a hit from Coleman, saved by the keeper, Nichols quite and quite. Turn the rebound into the net. So two very good chances in quick succession from the free kick. And I suppose that's uh, one of them, Matt, where you, you see it back. You see the chances in that little um, little moment there. And you think, God, it's just not going to be our day today, is it? Yeah, no, absolutely. You, you, the ball just didn't want to go in the back of the net, really, did it for us? Um, you know, I'm not going to say we would have deserved to have gone in at 2-1 at that point. Um, but, you know, yeah, that ball just pinballed around that area. I think there was literally, that was four or five minutes left to go over the half. You know, had we have gone in at 2-1, you know, we might have felt a bit more uh, confident. But, yeah, you could tell it wasn't our day. I mean, that, that head, obviously, that block on the line, yeah, really annoying, uh, wasn't it? Um the, sort of the more I think back about it, the more I'm sort of getting a little bit more frustrated with just thinking, how is it not got it? Because, yeah, it was pinballed for about sort of 10 seconds in there and all you just needed was somebody to put their foot on it, put it through the ball and, or, you know, or their head through the ball just run back of the net. But didn't want to go in, did it? It just wasn't our day, really. No, it certainly wasn't. So into the second half, um, 15 or so minutes uh, into it and... Uh... Also made it free. Um, this one again, not not any better than the rest of them. Let's be honest. Um, I think before that point um, in the second half, there were some uh, substitutions made by uh, Keith Millen, uh, despite being off the pitch at the time. And uh, that was with McKenzie being replaced uh, for Max Aimer, uh, Sean Williams for Jaden Clark at that point. And um, yeah, it was another goal for Isaac Hutchinson. Ball cleared away. Quick one-two football. You know, the thing that sticks out for me initially is the ball onto the guy on the uh, edge of the box. How easy it is for him to play a one-two with next to no pressure. Goes to Hutchinson, just takes it to the left. Uh, Masterson can't quite get across in time, can't make the block. And it's a 
finish into the near post uh, of Jake Turner's goal. He'll be disappointed with that. Most keepers would be in conceding at the, at the front post. And, you know, it's, it is right in the corner, if you like. But looking back on it, I think you can maybe say Turner should do a bit better there. But again, it's it's, it's a goal that, that Walsall haven't particularly had to work hard for, which from a defensive point of view, when you're analysing goals and things like that, you, you much prefer to be talking about a goal we've conceded and said, well, what, what a rocket of a strike. You can't do nothing about that. But when, when the goals are so as soft as they they are and they have been this afternoon, you, you're right to be frustrated and, and to think, you know, it's just basic defending at some points because all three goals at that point, obviously the first one was a very good strike, you've got to say, but you, know, you take into account how he gets into position in the first place. The second one, very easy to play around it, and this one as well, easy to get the one-two and then the shot away. It's just very frustrating, not just when you can see goals, but when you can see goals that the opponent doesn't have to work particularly hard for. No, again, totally right there. You, the, the, I've watched this one back a few times, um, and obviously, you also just literally, you know, there's four or five players that will flood, uh, flood <coughs> forward. Um, we've got about eight players uh, in defence of the park that all pretty much stationary. None, none of them are moving. You know, all four flood forward with confidence. They're 2 0 up. You know, they're going to take these pot shots from outside the box and, and have a go. We've got to be brave and quite getting and closing down and make tackles and not let people, you know, do you know, ticky tack football around us. You know, whatever, get the ball around us. And yeah, Jake's going to be absolutely annoyed if he's near post. I mean, it was a game, well taken goal. Uh, Call it a strike. Matt, Matt, sorry. Uh, have you got earphones in? I have. Do you mind taking them out and speaking from. Uh, your actual phone because there's a lot of uh, background noise. It's all right. Sorry, let me. Let, let, is, is that is that any better? It is a bit better, yeah. Sorry, um, yeah, no. Look, as I said, it, it, it was a well-taken goal uh, from from point of view, and, and it's something they're going to enjoy looking back on. But depending wise on us, that was just really poor. Um, Again, a, a and how many times can I say it? It was an odd day, was it? No, uh, three very easily avoidable goals, but it, when when the game's not there and when your waveform is as it is at the moment in time, it's a big indication of um, how the game's going to go, unfortunately. And again, especially when you're playing at a venue where you have a, a terrible record as it is, it's one of those, I said it before when we played Doncaster, that surely our record has got to change at some point, at another place where we don't do particularly well, when we lost, and as of the same on Thursday about coming here and, and we'd lost. So, whoever we play uh, away next, who we have a terrible record against, I'll make sure to say we're going to lose heavily, and then we might, we might win. Um, but yeah, the the one positive moment of the game, Matt, came when our substitute Jaden Clark uh, advanced down the, the left hand side only a couple of minutes after also made it free. Instant impact from the substitute beats his man. Pulls it back across for Conor Mahoney. It's well saved by the keeper, but palmed out just as far as Macaulay Bond, who has a, a simple tap in. Um, it's great to see Jaden have such an impact in the game. There's obviously the argument that he should have started the game. And, you know, sometimes I do think he is better as, a, as an impact sub, but I think in this case, maybe the sub should be made at half time, considering how the game was and how it was going. But he got down the, the left, as I say, beat his man, pulled across for Mahoney. Probably should do better every strike, but thankfully it, uh, it fell for Macaulay Bond. And, uh, you know, there's not many positives to take from today. Of course, there's not, but it is another goal from Macaulay Bond. It's a simple tap in. I know people won't read too much into it because of the result. And you know, as I said earlier, that's right. So it should take uh, precedent. But you know, another goal from Macaulay. It'll do his confidence no no damage at all. And 
although it's a difficult result to, to take on the on the, on the face of it, it will be good for him to get back on the coach. I think terrible result, but at least I've got another goal and I can, I can keep this this one of form going, and hopefully that will help turn into results as well. Three Saturdays in a row he's scored. So, you know, if you're a betting man, maybe four Saturdays in a row next week. Um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I was a bit worried when he, when I first saw it leave uh, his foot because I thought it was going to go flying over the bar. Um, but, um, no, I'm, I'm pleased for him that he's got his goal. You know, he has been a brilliant player for us these, these last few weeks. He's, he's worked so tirelessly hard up to the ball on his own. Um, so I do think he'll be a out for playing two up top. I think that would be the best of him, but... Again, he was in the right place at the right time. He, he did that a lot today. He was getting into the right place at the right time. He was, you know, trying to charge his first up there when you're up there all on your own. I will say, yeah, big shout out to Glenn Clark, though, because again, it was uh, a great run by him. Again, he, I think you're right. I think that sub there is something about him, but I think potentially the game when you have to get into a hard time. Um, Just remove Matt quickly, see if we can add him back in, just because that audio was very, very crackly indeed. Um, Matt, can you speak? Matt, are you there? Yeah, yeah, sorry, apologies. My wife was disconnected for a second. Yeah, the, the audio is very crackly. I don't know if it's you know, maybe because you're wearing earphones or something, but it's very hard to make out what you're saying. Hold on. Is that any better? It is better, yes. I'll I, I do it like this. Um, yeah, sorry, buddy. That's right, carry on what you're saying. Yeah, no, um, I think you're right. What you said about Jaden Clark um, definitely being uh, uh, sort of an impact sub, I think um, that's where we've seen him best uh, this year um, so far. But yeah, he definitely should have potentially come on. Yeah, maybe half time, maybe sort of within sort of you know uh, sort of the first couple of minutes of half time. Because um, I think he's you know he definitely uh, had an impact on the game today. Um, but yeah, I'm pleased for Bond to get another goal. Um, I say I do think we're going to start seeing him banging in a few more this season. So <clears throat> hopefully, just you know keep getting in those right positions, McCauley, and 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 it will eventually fall for you. Yeah, that's that's one positive I can take from today is that McCauley's got back on uh, not back on the score sheet. He's already been on it, but he got another goal, and that's good for good for his confidence. And I expect after a slow start from him, he'll be getting quite a few more before now and uh, May. Uh, just because you're listening, uh, Matt Phipps, um, I'd like to personally check you out because you are the reason that I can do this podcast tonight. Thank you for uploading the goals so I can actually comment on them. Great work as always. Um, yeah, from then on, we we had. Little spell in the game. There was a chance again. Jaden Clark down the left hand side pulled back into the area. Fell for, uh, fell for Ethan Coleman. It was a shot that was deflected, and you know half chances here and there. Then a crazy strike actually when you look at it from uh, Shad Ogie pulled back um, uh, to Marston whose cross was headed out, and then Ogie first time hit it brilliantly. Lots of power. Uh, probably a good height for the goalkeeper um, Evans in goal, but still needed to be saved, and it was a you know. Rasping effort from from Shad. Imagine if that had gone in, but unfortunately it wasn't to be. And um, yeah, the game was concluded on eighty five minutes. Um, ball played out wide. Um, Aimer, who come on as a sub, sort of standing off a bit too much for my liking. Ball played into the box. 
Uh, far post, Hutchinson again with the header back across goal to make it 4-1. You know, I'm not sure what we were doing at that point in the game. I imagine we were pushing people forward and maybe we had blacker numbers uh, uh, in the back. But it's it sort of just a lot of games, Matt, where you're, you're trying to get back into it. It's that sort of sucker punch goal. I think we're five minutes left, three one down. There wouldn't have been any hope really that we would have got back into it anyway, especially considering our record. And in terms of coming back from games, scoring multiple goals away from home, it doesn't tend to happen too much. And yeah, the ball played out to the right. Amos backing off a little bit too much. I think I would have liked to see him go towards the uh, the man who crossed it a bit earlier, just to try and put some pressure on him. Maybe make sure the cross isn't isn't possible. He has to go back, but the ball's played in. Uh, Isaac Hutchinson back post header into the back of the net. Four one completes an incredible day for him. Three goals and an assist. Certainly a uh, a man of the match performance from him. And uh, yeah, that settled the game, didn't it? If it wasn't settled already, um, just to. Uh, Top off with five minutes left, one more goal to conclude what was a uh, abysmal, abysmal trip on the road. I'll say it again. It wasn't our day, was it? Um, yeah, again, I think you're right, Max. Um, uh, obviously, the, uh, the 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 guy who crossed it, and he had obviously all that space. I think Max should have tried to get out there and close him down a bit quicker. But I think we were chasing the game. Obviously, by this point, yes, we did. You know, in that sort of last fifteen minute period, try to to. So after we got the goal, tried to have a bit of a go at them, and yeah, that OG shot was was something special, wasn't it? You know, it's again if that had gone in, that probably would have ripped a hole in the back of the net and given somebody a nosebleed in the stands behind. But um, yeah, obviously that when you you know when you're chasing the game like that, you're pushing players forward, you're trying to create as much space at the top end of the pitch. You're guaranteed going to make space then at the the, the, the uh, defensive end, and uh, you know, look, Walter obviously exploited it today and. Uh, Hutchinson, I think you know he, he he played a blinder today. He deserved his hat trick. So credit where where credit is due to him. Uh, but I think our players need to watch this game back and and sort of have a think to themselves and, and and sort of think: Did I do everything I could to make this game? You know, uh, to 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 try and win this game? Because I think a lot of them will answer probably no. No, lots of people didn't do themselves justice today. Um... That was said as much in the uh, in the post match interview from uh, Mark Moss, who I understand is the academy manager. I think not entirely sure, I'll be honest. But um, him and Jaden Clark, I thought it was weird that Jaden did media today because he only played half an hour. But they both came out and basically said we didn't uh, reach the standards we set ourselves. We have a opportunity to bounce back at home next week, and basically we have to we have to do that because after a disappointing result, you've got to have a reaction and that'll come hopefully when we face MK Dons next week. And MK Dons, sorry, I wish we were facing MK Dons. Uh, Notts County next week, uh, obviously. I think uh, I saw a stat yesterday. I'm not sure if I'm right in the number. I'm probably wrong. Um, it's a landmark game for them because it's their 5,000th game in the EFL. I might be way off on that. I'm not entirely sure, but... 5,000, is it? Yeah, so they'll they'll travel well as they always do. Uh, landmark day for them, and they'll be wanting to celebrate it with a win, of course. And we have to do our best to not allow that and to get back on track at home. And that's the only positive I can really think of is that we're at home, and we do generally do very well at home. So hopefully that will be the case. Um, Scott Malone will return from suspension, which is obviously a massive uh, positive. But then <laughs> the complete opposite is a massive negative, and that is that. Shadogi, who is prone to a book in this season, though we don't really notice it too much because of how good he's been, got booked in the 96th minute. Um, not sure what for. Didn't watch the game, as I said. Um, yeah, booked in the 96th minute when we're 4-1 down. and 
I don't know what he did, obviously, but it, when when you see it, it seems really, really annoying considering the game was gone. There's no way back into it, and you're picking up a yellow that's going to put you out of probably our biggest game of the season so far next week against Notts County. And when you're missing one of, if not your best performer so far this season, it makes everything uh, a lot more difficult. So Shadzik obviously going to be, a, bit, gonna be a, a massive miss. Scott returning will be good, obviously. Uh, missed him today, but yeah, Shad missing. We, we knew it was coming at some point because he had racked up a, a big amount of yellow cards. Even Coleman still won away. The positive is he didn't get one today, so he'll be available next week, which is good. Uh, that was a, a big worry next uh, ahead of this game, but thankfully he, he, he kept himself out of the book. He'll probably go and get one next week, but that's fine. Um, but yeah, um, short episode today, of course. Um, given I didn't watch the game, there's not much more I can delve into, really, um, other than seeing the goals, talking through them. But um, yeah. Can I, can, I, can I just say one thing, though? Yeah. Um, I've got to say a shout out to Shadoji because in the, I think it was like the ninth minute, um, that guy is super strong. He's so strong, he actually pushed a player into the stands. I don't, I don't know if you, you've got to try and find it and watch it. It was about nine minutes in, but my God. He literally, and the thing is, he's barely touched him, but he literally pushes the guy into the stands. It's amazing from pretty much uh, like, I don't know, eight yards away from the touchline. It was amazing. That that was brilliant today, I've got to say, Shad. Uh, if you ever listen to this back, that you're, you're obviously you are super, super strong. What a strong guy you are uh, to be able to do that. But that was brilliant. I love that. That's a good job we didn't get booked for that. We would have been in a lot of trouble, wouldn't we? But yeah, we'll go through um, go through some of your comments before we uh, head off for tonight. Um, obviously not the... Uh, the most exciting of uh, of podcasts today, given the circumstances, but you've got to take the good with the bad, haven't you? So we've got to turn up regardless and give you the content. Um, yeah, first uh, few comments that came in tonight uh, from John T. says, considering one of the teams today could have gone top with a win, an outsider would have thought that the team was the one playing in red. Different manager, same result. We can't score. Long way to go, uh, I know, but it's poor. Uh, shocking display from Jill's Fans livid. Shouldn't have sacked Harris, some say. Not without having Pep Guardiola in place. We're getting ever closer to the we want our club backstage. Yet we're still in a playoff discussion despite a shameful goal difference discussed. Uh, I don't think anyone is anywhere near um, we want our club backstage. We've got our club back. We we're, were in a monumentally better place as a club than we were this time last year. The, the Gallants have come in and done an absolutely incredible job. We, you, you, The game didn't go for us today. Of course it didn't. But it's not going to go for you every week. To, to say that, I haven't seen anyone saying that you know, they're thinking you know, that they're anti Brandon Shannon, they're anti, you know, what's happening in the football club. I've not seen anyone say that. I don't think anyone would say that. And if they would, they're idiots, with all due respect. And um, yeah, agreed. You can't be suggesting things like that. It is ridiculous. We've had a bad day today, of course we have, but look at where we are compared to where we were last year. And, you know, the right manager, the managerial appointment, I'm sure we'll be back on the course we want to be on. And, you know, you can't. I know people get frustrated when we have bad results. Obviously, this is a very bad result, but you can't go over the top on it and you can't just be very hyperbolic. And, you know, I've not seen anyone suggest it myself and I hope you're just saying that in jest. But um, if not, then maybe take a look at the table from this time last year and you might rethink where we are at this current moment in, in time is all I'll say. Um, Luke Tumber says, I try not to say anything directly after a game because I speak with more logical emotion than anything else, but my God, that was awful today. Against a team that was like crew that offered nothing and somehow we lost. We are scared to play the ball forward and Sean Williams' questionable emoji. Um, 
again, I didn't watch the game, but I, I, I did watch the crew game and they, I don't think they offer too much overall in the grand scheme of things. But, you know, when you score four goals, I know we mentioned that they weren't too difficult to, to manufacture from Warsaw's point of view, but I'm, I'll assume they offered at least something to, in order to get into those positions, but we don't know. Uh, Tony Woodrow, well, I don't know. Everyone else will. Tony Woodrow says, if the rumours are true, Ari, Brucey, perhaps this debacle will make for a better salary offer. Uh, who knows on that one? Um, Mike Cummins says, spot on Matt, lack of leadership on and off the pitch, also correcting lack of direction. Talk of wanting to go in a different direction, but exactly what direction is that? If no appointment before next week, then Saturday could be very embarrassing. We wait with bated breath. Uh, Helen says she thinks Malone should be captain. Shad is suspended next week. Yes, of course. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, up Jill said it's all gone to pot since we lost Dino. Obviously, that was the Colchester game. I think the last time we saw him. But we did lose that game, so maybe that's not statistically correct. Um, but before we go, um, I just want to mention one uh, manager... Uh, who has been shot up in the bookies' rankings out of nowhere, really. It's not about Steve Bruce. Um, it's the name of Liam Richardson. And we've had the discussion last week, obviously, and the main takeaway that there wasn't really a name that took everyone's attention and made us think, I want him. I've seen Liam Richardson's name in the bookies down to 2-1. to one. Um, Someone who achieved promotion with Wigan back in 2020-21. Obviously, you need to take into place the, the issues they've had uh, off the field and... You know what's gone on post COVID with them, and starting this season, of course, with a point deduction. I know he wasn't in charge at this point, but I look at it and I think I know Matt has gone now, so I'm just rambling to myself. But I think Liam Richardson is a name that people should look at and think that's 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 a positive appointment. I, I would think so. If we've got Liam Richardson in, I'd be pretty happy with that. I think he's fits the, the mould of a younger manager who's, who's doing well, he's already got a promotion under his belt from a level above not too long ago. And yeah, I think if Liam Richardson was to walk in the door, I think I, I think majority of Jules fans would be pretty happy with that. But again, it's all hearsay or rumour or whatever else. And we don't know what's the, what the future lies ahead, but we do know this is going to be a, a very, very important week uh, for the football club as we head towards the home fixture with Notts County next week. Um, we will be back on Thursday to preview the Notts County game, hopefully talking about Jules going into that game with a, with a new man in charge, uh, or woman, of course. But we don't know at this moment in time. Hopefully that will be the case, but when it is, we will do a we will do an emergency podcast when the, um, the decision is announced or whatever else. Um, I am also going to hop on here tomorrow uh, just for a quick live reaction podcast to the uh, FA Cup draw, which I believe is happening about half past two tomorrow afternoon. So it's always a exciting time to see Jules getting the first run of the FA Cup. Hopefully, it's a, a local non-league away game. I, I believe Sheppy have actually qualified for the first round. I might be wrong on that. I know the final games happen today. Let me just actually double-check now before I make myself sound like an idiot. Um, let's have a look. Sheppey United. This is live broadcasting for you. Uh, I can't even find their Twitter account, which is a bit of an issue. Uh, okay, so they played Bill Ricky. And it's going to a replay. Right, okay. <coughs> Excuse me. So, Bitter Ricky will travel to Sheppey in a replay, so it could be one of them too. Um, the Jamie O'Hara derby, if it is Bitter Ricky. But, uh, yeah, I'll come on for that tomorrow and just do a um, do a brief live uh, reaction show to see who Jules end up with, have a bit of a discussion about it. Hopefully, in uh, these competitions, the last thing you really want is to have a team in League 2 or League 1 away from home because that's just really boring. So, hopefully, we get a, a non-league non-league team we can have a 
a good day of it, and uh, that'll be nice. But um, yeah, last comment coming from Beverly Jills. Can everyone just calm down, please? We are in very good hands, Brandon Shannon. Football fans are, are fickle and short-sighted at times. Uh, yep, absolutely, we are in, in great hands at this moment in time, and we need to remember that. Um, but yeah, be back tomorrow for that little uh, little space to see Jules join the FA Cup. But in terms of a proper podcast, we'll be back again on uh, Thursday to preview the Notts County game. But uh, yeah, disappointing result on the road. Jules go down 4-1 uh, at the Poundland Stadium. Poundland Stadium, Poundland defended, unfortunately, and Jules leave with no points on the road. Um, but until next time, up the Jules and good night.